For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. Throughout her successful career, Abby Hirschhorn has helped brands both large and small reinvent and transform themselves to gain a competitive edge, spur growth, and improve financial performance. As co-founder and strategy leader of the full-service brand and marketing agency, Human Intelligence, Abby understands that the true power of a brand emanates from its purpose, and that purpose must shine through across the business operation outwardly to consumers and customers. In fact, she believes the most successful brands are human-to-human centric, and that having a strong purpose brings cohesion to a business, improving customer loyalty and retention, culture, productivity, innovation, and much more. A former CMO at DDB Worldwide, Abby joins me from New York to discuss the benefits of being a purposeful brand, how she helps clients discover and act on their purpose, which brands have stepped up during the pandemic, and more. Abby, welcome to Beyond Profit. Oh my goodness, Ken. Thank you so much for having me and talking about a topic that is so close to my heart. And mine too. So this is, this is great. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So off the top, Abby, um, as we've seen throughout the pandemic, brands have really leaned into their purpose. But why is it important for companies to make purpose core to what they do regardless of the times? You know, I think one of the ways to begin thinking about purpose is to think about it as something that is really deeply connected to your business and your people. And I think what we've seen during the pandemic are two things that have helped brand purpose come into sharper relief. First of all, the pandemic has had a really powerful humanizing effect on the business world. We've worked with each other's pets and children and and heard often very personal stories uh, and seen people at home on Zoom every day. So that whole kind of corporate distance doesn't exist and actually sort of seems dated at this point. And the second thing, which isn't necessarily directly connected to the pandemic, but I think is so important in terms of influencing the rise of purpose, is that I think generations who care about purpose are taking over the world. I think the younger generations demand a sense of purpose from the companies they work for and from the brands they consider. And I think that is here to stay and it's helped open up a really important conversation about purpose. Uh, Abby, just curious, you, know, you mentioned the younger generations uh, that are really in tune with purpose. I couldn't agree more. But do you still feel that purpose is cross-generational? I do. I think purpose is at its core human. I always go back to uh, Margaret Mead, who said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And what purpose does is it gives people something to commit to that is larger than themselves. Abby, we know from studies, and I'm sure you've seen them, that purposeful companies grow faster than those that are not purposeful. But there are a whole boatload of benefits from being a purposeful brand. And given your experience, I was just hoping that you could talk a little bit about them. Sure. I think on on a practical level, uh, companies who have rooted the sense of who they are and their brand in purpose fundamentally can do more with less. They go to market in a way that is more motivated, driven, passionate, aligned, strategic, focused, inspired. Brands often drift over time, and purpose is something that guards against brand 
drift. And I think that when you start to kind of look more deeply into it, what you see is that companies who have taken a moment to consider a larger purpose in which they operate actually bring meaning to their employees, and that meaning also translates meaning in their brand as their brands go to market. And once you give people a sense of meaning, you develop a sense of loyalty and commitment. And inside the company, that translates to productivity, performance, morale. It attracts better talent. It retains the talent that you have. And when you look outside the company at consumers, customers, partners, Having a sense of purpose gives them also a deeper emotional connection mm-hmm. to you as a company and you as a brand, and everybody knows that is ultimately what creates value in the kinds of relationships that all companies aspire to have inside with their employees and outside with their brands. You mentioned this notion of uh, brand drift and that purpose serves as a guardrails. Love that. Would you say that you're seeing lots more brand drift now than perhaps uh, we had previously? Or do you, do you feel like it's minimizing? I think that brand drift is the natural evolution of a brand that probably has never really connected as deeply as it could with its purpose and a larger sense of why they matter. What purpose does is it helps people within companies understand why what they do matters, and it brings a level of meaning. And I think that there isn't sort of a trend in that. Companies who have discovered at any point why what they do matters and have found a way to articulate it and write it into their brand narrative and make it part of their culture, you know, that those companies have been around and companies who haven't done that or haven't done that yet, you know, eventually, hopefully, they find their way to it. I don't think that it's a trend. You can say that sort of it. You know, it used to be more, it used to be less. I just think that that's kind of the nature of the evolution of companies Mm -hmm. and people's understanding of how important it is to build a connection that's greater than an idea of simply what we make, do, or sell. Mm -hmm. Although the way that we look at purpose is that you actually bring a greater meaning to what you make, do, or sell. That purpose isn't something that is disconnected or separate. It doesn't require a task force. It is fundamental to the way that you position your company and the way you position your brand. I'd like to build on that a little bit, Abby. As you're aware, not all brands have bought into purpose. Some do consider a passing fad. You know, the fact that there are folks out there who think that purpose is a relatively new trend is to some extent kind of laughable. What's your message to the skeptics out there who continue to place profit over purpose or profit above all else? Okay, so this is funny, but the way that I do the math is that purpose equals profit. In my experience, when you have that magical moment where a company connects with a larger purpose, which, by the way, has to be authentic to who they are and the business they're in, when you have that magical moment, you can see the level of creativity increase. You can see the level of inspiration and aspiration increase. And all of the things that companies measure as key influences to success, ultimately growth and profit, all of those things are enhanced the moment that a company connects to an articulation of a meaningful brand purpose. And those things include the ability to attract talent, the ability to retain talent, the ability to increase morale, 
the ability for people to work together behind a common vision. All of those things that companies measure as indicators of a healthy company that is on a path to success, all of those indicators are enhanced by purpose. I remember the moment when I was conducting an interview with a young woman who was an intern in the marketing department of a client that we were serving. And I remember, this was more than five years ago, I remember doing an interview with her, just kind of asking her about the company and the brand, and somehow we touched on purpose. And I remember she looked straight at me and she said, oh, well, when I have children and we walk into a store, there won't be a single brand that isn't built on purpose. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, she sees the world as purpose-driven. And any brand that deserves a place on a shelf that she might consider is going to be built on purpose. So at that moment, I realized that something that we had you know, understood, which is when you can make something meaningful and connect people to a meaningful purpose, you know, it liberates a company. But I, I realized that this woman in this generation, for her, purpose wasn't something nice to do. It yeah. wasn't something that gave you a competitive edge. It was table stakes for going to market. Table stakes in any brand was that it somehow represented a larger purpose. I just want to make it clear that my definition of purpose is not philanthropy. Mm-hmm. My definition of purpose is a larger, meaningful context that is authentic to you as a company, that is built on a truth, that is utterly connected to what you make, do, or sell. So would you agree that brand purpose is not, quote unquote, a new trend, you know, like 5G and AI, that it has been around, but maybe companies have had a difficult time bringing it to the fore. Would you agree with that? Sure. I think, you know, a couple of reasons. First of all, I think that the word purpose or brand purpose is popular, but I think it is, it represents something that is timeless. I think the idea of rooting your brand and purpose and connecting it to a larger purpose is about creating meaning and building meaningful brands and meaningful cultures within companies has been has been there forever. But we now have language for it in the business world and the language for meaning is actually purpose. And so I think that the concept of purpose has always been there, but the language for it has changed. And, and you know, I think that certainly the uh, creative professionals that I am lucky to work with, I know that, that in their developing an understanding of, of a company that they're going to develop marketing content for, I know that they're waiting for that moment where they understand something larger and bigger mm-hmm. in which to begin the creative process and that it's very inspiring to them. So if purpose is core to creating a meaningful brand, as you say, does that necessarily equate into making a difference in the world? The way I see it is that you are making a difference in the lives of the people who work for your company, and you're making a difference in the lives of the people outside your company who are considering you and who might become loyal consumers or customers. And to me, that's the lens through which we consider brand purpose. You know, when you take it to that extra kind of place called we make the world a better place, I think that you you are losing the opportunity to make purpose an essential component.
component of your DNA. I think that you are then kind of, again, I'll use the word drifting into philanthropy. You are drifting into being a, a good corporate citizen, all of which are important. But the purpose that grounds you in the business that you're in is the same purpose that's going to ground your choices in philanthropy. But it's the purpose leads the philanthropy, not philanthropy leads purpose. Let's, let's uh, steer the conversation a bit toward your business. Can you talk a little bit about how you help your clients identify their brand purpose? Sure. I think the first step or understanding a company, a client, is to go on a listening tour. And we spend as much time as we need to on that listening tour. You know, it's kind of, it's, the process is kind of like mining for gold. You're going deep down into understanding what this company is about, mm-hmm. what the people in it are about, understand where it's, it's come from, where it is now, its vision for the future, how people talk about it, where the contradictions in what people say, what might be things that people say that they kind of just throw out as something kind of, you know, a, a rote statement or phrase, but they haven't yet connected it, mm-hmm. something that moves them. And so, you know, the first thing we do is we go on a, on a listening tour and we are listening for those gems, those gems that we know are going to become the, the basis of a powerful articulation of purpose. We identify and gather the stakeholders of the brand that in our experience needs to involve the leadership team, Mm -hmm. whether it's consumer goods company and you're talking about the leadership team for a brand or a segment or a category, or it's a a business-to-business company where you're talking about the entire company. We identify what that stakeholder team should look like, who should be part of it, and then we the two things that tend to make this really sticky for a company uh, is number one, how inclusive the input process is and how inclusive the output process is. That means letting as many people as possible provide input into an understanding of how the brand is going to be positioned. And then when you come up with something that you know is going to work, to be incredibly inclusive in expressing that internally. Mm -hmm. I had one client articulate to me, and I've never forgotten it, you know, our employees are the most important audience for our brand because our brand lets our employees know what the world expects of them. And so we, in positioning a brand with purpose, we focus a lot on the internal brand stakeholders. Which, yeah, makes absolutely perfect sense. I want to get into that a little bit more, but I, I do have a follow-up question, you know, as part of this listening tour. Most brands do launch with a purpose if you go back far enough. Is it really a case that, you know, that purpose often gets lost in the evolution of the brand and, and your job as you go in with clients is to help them rediscover it? Or is it more actually defining a new purpose for them? I think that most repositioning projects at some level involve both. They involve understanding why the company came into being in the first place. What was that moment of birth? And to choose from all of the history, what is going to be that concept 
about how this company was born that is going to support their goals going forward. So I do think where a company has come from is incredibly important to positioning a company or brand with purpose. At the same time, you know, by the time a company is looking around and saying, uh-oh, I think we need to reposition our brand for an endless number of reasons that they could be saying that, you know, you are looking to understand who is in the company today, what their vision is, where it is they struggle, where are the strengths that they haven't been fully articulated. Mm -hmm. And you are looking to position a brand with a purpose that will fuel them for the future that they have defined as their vision. And I think that that is the question of and, not or. I mean, we, you know, I think that a couple of the reasons that companies can be very skeptical about this whole area, mm-hmm. and I have, I have had clients who absolutely are skeptical. There, there are a few reasons. Number one, I think that some companies have never actually experienced that magical moment when an authentic differentiating, ownable, inspiring purpose has been identified and articulated. And once the company has been in a room where that's happened, they're never going to go back. They're Mm -hmm. never going to want to feel the way that they felt before they connected with their purpose. So sometimes it just happens that a company has never found it, and so they're skeptical that, that it could ever exist. I think the other thing is that, obviously, when you start talking about purpose, and you start talking about meaning, you're talking about emotion. And emotion is something that everybody knows is incredibly valuable. It's the thing that gives companies the benefit of the doubt. It's the thing that gives companies loyalty it gives from, from employees or customers. It's, emotion is actually everything. But so many companies are uncomfortable with the in, talking about, understanding, and articulating the intangibles and the emotional factors that are at play, what they make do or sell. And I think that oftentimes, all of the research that gets dumped into a room when people start looking at positioning and purpose, it's not real emotion. It's not visceral emotion. Mm -hmm. It's kind of something that is measured in in a study. It's something that has been delineated in kind of a a very glossy kind of brief. I mean, it's made to let a group of people who are not comfortable with emotion get comfortable talking about emotion, but that's not where you're going to find purpose. You're going to find purpose, and the process that I found has worked, you're going to find purpose when you ask clients to consider a few key questions that forces them to think much more expansively about who they are in the world, about why what they do matters, about what is the way, the special way that they do things, and how that differentiates them from other companies. And when you ask them to consider that as a group, they start to touch upon their purpose. And that kind of visceral connection comes out in the room. Abby, you had mentioned that during the uh, discovery process, it's important to get everyone within the company involved. But talk a little bit about the importance of getting participation, especially from the C-suite, and not only in the discovery process, but in the activation process, and then just seeing brand purpose through. I think everybody 
see in a company looks to their leaders and you are going to define your purpose as a company that lives with the leaders. And I think, you know, from a practical standpoint, if if the leaders aren't fully invested in and don't have kind of skin in the game of defining their purpose, it's going to appear, it's going to feel superficial. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel hollow. And all employees, particularly younger generations, can really sense something that is authentic and something that isn't. So Mm -hmm. I think that if you are really motivated as a company leader or Mm -hmm. as a team of leaders to move your company forward and to drive to a vision, being an active, visible participant in the process of defining the purpose is what is going to make it meaningful to everybody else in the company. I also think that the leadership team typically represents all of the different facets and sides of a company. And so when you're defining your purpose, you don't just want the perspective of marketing or the perspective of sales. You want a holistic uh, conversation about the company. And in order to get at that level of kind of this is who we are as a whole, you need to have the leadership team in the room. So does brand purpose lend itself to some brands or some business categories or industries, or do you feel that that's not the case, that any any brand can come up with a purpose, you know, versus saying it's a, you know, it's a B2C thing and not a B2B thing, et cetera? So in the word, no, what, what found is that the exact same process for arriving at a really inspiring, meaningful, and successful brand purpose, that process is exactly the same regardless of the company. Whether you are in consumer goods, whether you're a tech company, whether you're in automotive or fashion, those same fundamental questions about who are we, why do we matter, and what are the ways that we need to articulate this to know that we've articulated it in a very comprehensive way. I mean, we have a set of questions that we work with. Typically, when we take a company through a brand positioning process, you know, the first part of the process asks them to think very expansively, and the second part of the process asks them to take everything that they thought and to reduce it down to something very, very narrow. And asking a group who's responsible for a company or a brand to go through that is more important than actually what they make do or sell. So, Abby, once you've identified a brand purpose for a client, how do you help them stay the course? I think it's what you bake into it from the beginning. So, first of all, uh, as I have said, I think inclusivity is an extremely important aspect to, to helping a company get to its purpose. Mm-hmm. Inclusivity meaning when you go on your listening tour at the beginning of learning about a company, you want to reach as, as broad and as deep as you possibly can inside and also outside the company to really understand what are the perceptions that exist, where are their commonalities, where are their perceptions that are in conflict, mm-hmm. what are some things that are just completely missed. And I think that the broader and deeper you are allowed to listen, the more likely it is the output is going to stick. Mm -hmm. So I think the input process is to touch as many people as possible. And then I think the output process, meaning once you've arrived at a purpose, understanding that you no longer own it. That purpose 
is going to be carried by everybody else. And so uh, being extraordinarily inclusive in how that is shared and brought to life so that everybody can carry it when you're done. You know, when I go home, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But the people of the company are the ones who are going to carry the brand and carry that purpose forward. So it's extremely important to connect with them at a human level and to be as inclusive as possible in sort of making that purpose a part of the DNA of the company as it goes to market. Well, lastly, Abby, uh, when you look back at the past 15 months uh, throughout the pandemic, can you just maybe tell me about a few brands that you believe really stepped up and made a big impact? Sure. For me, honestly, I think that there are lots of brands, but let me tell you what I think are the behaviors, the brands that I have seen that I thought really stepped up during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think that the brands that didn't hide their head in the sand, there were a lot of brands who really stepped up to the plate and found a way to keep a connection and a relationship going with the market. Uh, During the pandemic, I think that was really important because the one thing that we all know that everybody felt during the pandemic was a disconnection and a loss of a sense of community and a shared existence. And the companies who said, you know what, as a company, as a corporate citizen, as a brand, we're not going to go dark. We're going to be there for people. So I think companies and brands that did not hide their head in the sand, very important. I think there are companies that realized that we were in a kind of a, a time of uncertainty and that they didn't have to pretend to be perfect. So there were CEOs who kind of created content on their cell phones and, you know, they made messages to their broad communities, employees and customers. You know, they taped messages on their cell phones. They did whatever it took to stay connected mm-hmm. and they completely let go of all of those kind of hallmarks of perfectionism that a lot of companies go to market with and they realize that they are in dialogue and that everything is messy right now and the most important thing is to connect. I think that brands stepped up and acknowledge the role and responsibility that they play in society and people's lives. And I think brands that got more human. Those are some of the qualities that probably really increased brand value for companies uh, during the pandemic. And the ones that hid their heads in the sand, you know, they probably got to reintroduce themselves in some way uh, versus the companies who kept those very important relationships going. Well, Abby, thank you so much for that perspective and your insights. And I truly appreciate you joining me on Beyond Profit. All right. Well, thank you. It was great to be here. It's a, as I said, a topic close to my heart. And um, I love talking about it. And I love that you created this, Ken. So thank you. Thank you. And best of luck moving forward. To learn more about the Human Intelligence Agency, visit hi-agency.com. That's hi-agency.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.